Hey everybody, what's going on? It's Charlie. And it is Mike. Welcome back to another episode of Drop the Gloves Podcast. Want to crack it? Let's crack it. All right. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, what what are we drinking tonight? Go go ahead there, bud. Okay, I am drinking Braxton Brewing Company from Covington, Kentucky. I am drinking their Bavarian style select lager. Uh, it says here four percent alcohol by volume. And what do you got over there? I got a shotgun wedding from a country boy uh, brewing down at uh, Georgetown, Kentucky. Ooh. Um, it's a brown ale aged with vanilla beans, and it's uh, where is that alcohol thing? <laughs> Oh, oh okay. party foul. Party foul. I haven't even foul. been drinking. Oh, well, anywho, we don't need to know that. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh. You haven't even been drinking, and uh, you've already committed a party foul. Hey, it's. When, you, when you're looking for something, you spill it, then hey, it happens. Shit happens when we're doing a podcast. Yes, it does. This is all live, raw material, people. You ain't got, Uncut. Yeah, uncut, unfiltered. We ain't adding this stuff out. Okay. We're not yeah. starting over. So anyway. But all right, yeah. you got shotgun wedding. Yeah. And I got Bavarian style beer. Alright. Yes, sir. Cheers, Cheers, sir. That is not bad. I do like that. That is I've, very I've good. Missed, I've missed the taste of this beer. And I really I, have. I, the last time I tried that, I think it was my bachelor party yeah. slash hangout when we went to the Reds game. Uh, and, then we, and then we went to B-dubs at the end of the night, yeah. and you even got my dad to try that yes, beer. Yes, you and he, he said that is the most dangerous beer he has ever tried, because it was that good. <laughs> well, hey, your dad's not wrong. So. And I, I was about to say... I, I think he even tried to get me to try and taste it yeah. too, and I was like, "I gotta drive you. I'm the bachelor, but yet I still had to drive you home or hey, something." I could have got an Uber, bud. <laughs> oh, well, or yeah, Ubers were around back. Where were they? I don't know. Uh, anyway. 2016 was so much simpler. Yeah. Oh my gosh. No, no, uh, no bullshit apps and whatnot uh, on your phone. I was. Hey. I didn't even care who was running for office that year. <laughs> <laughs> so. So, all right. Well, guys, before we get started, we have cracked our beer, and we'd like to tell you guys to please subscribe to this podcast and share it with all your friends and family and anybody on social media. Um, we are a sports podcast. We do not talk about stats. We do not talk about the politics of players or, or teams. We just want to talk about sports the love of sports the games itself that's what we are that's what we do so please subscribe and share this podcast you can find us on apple spotify breaker pocket cast radio public and especially anchor thank you anchor for this free platform that we get to use and make our podcast we appreciate it thank you very much and uh all right, you want to dive right in? Let's dive in because I feel like an idiot this week. We we have to we have to correct some things for yes. our listeners. Yes. Uh, last episode we talked AFC NFC championship uh, games. We talked about your picks. Yeah. And who you had? Well, you were either going to be the greatest shot caller of all time, or. You are going to be what you are now going to have to 
live with until live next with, season. Yep. Season. So, Mike, the floor is yours. Make the. Yes, I I admit I am an idiot. <laughs> I should have kept my pick with the Chiefs, even though I changed it to the Bills because I actually thought that was good going to be a good game, mm-hmm. which, in all cases, it was, and I did not expect. Tom Brady and the Buccaneers to come back, come to Lambeau and destroy. Well, they didn't destroy it. it that game was close too. Mm. It just a few, few bad calls. Green, not in favor of Green Bay, but of mm. course, when you're playing Tom Brady, any Tom Brady team, call. And I'm not saying this to be oh, unfair weather for you know. Yeah. Because we're both Packers fans, yeah. so we're not trying to say this to sound like we're sore losers yeah. or anything. Yeah, but there was call, obvious calls that should have been called, and the refs were letting them play, which I like to see. You let them play, but calls it with, with in a close game, mm-hmm. you should make the call. <laughs> yeah. You know, but it is what it is. Congratulations to Tom Brady. Congratulations to Pac- Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. And next, next, and next Sunday, in two or well, a week from tomorrow, it will be Super Bowl Sunday. The Super Bowl is set. We have the Kansas City Chiefs, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and Um, Tampa, the first team to play in a home state, their home stadium in the Super Bowl. Ooh, so cool. So, but I'm going to revert. How the like the when we were in I think it was the beginning of our show when we were talking about you know oh okay I'm going to revert and change from the edit, rooting for the NFC teams <laughs> and the Super Bowl yeah I'm going to root for Patrick Mahomes okay. and the Chiefs so my pick is the Chiefs yeah in the Super Bowl okay yeah I I, I remember you saying I think it was uh, one of the first episodes that we did probably. Not I think the, it was number one. Was I, it number one? I believe okay. so. I could be wrong, but, you know, we'll, hey. We'll have to go back and listen. And it was only five episodes ago. Um, but you were saying you had the Packers and the Chiefs. Yeah. And... The Bills. The Packers and the Bills. Really? I had the, I had the Bills, so. Okay. That... Man. My, the, my what? first... What? My, my first pick was the Packers... Packers... Okay, that is... Packers cool. and the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Okay. And yeah. I changed my pick. Then you changed, yeah, you changed it last week to yeah. Bills and Packers. Packers but yeah. I'm saying like weeks ago, you were saying it. I think it was like before. Yeah, it was the last week of the season, last week of the NFL season. We had talked about who were probably going to make it. Yeah, and that wild card teams and all that. And you said you were picking Packers and Chiefs. Then yeah. you changed your mind last week. To Bills and Packers, but now you have to live with Tampa Bay and Chiefs. So now, with all that being said, who do you got? I'm I like I said, I'm you got Chiefs. Go, I, I'm going with the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, um, I'm going to root for the Chiefs too. Yeah, because I told I talked to a couple coworkers yesterday about this, and um, I mean if Tan if Tom Brady and Tampa Bay wins. Yeah. Um, we will for it will go down that Tom Brady has surpassed the teacher. Yeah. Uh, the master Bill Belichick. Tom Brady no longer needs 
Bill. Yeah. Bill needs Tom, apparently. So. And that. So you'll we'll have that. If Tampa Bay wins, you'll have that storyline yeah. where Tom Brady is truly the greatest or whatever. He he built his dynasty or he built this dynasty with Bill Belichick, and now he just goes to show he's so good, it doesn't matter who he plays for. Or this is what I kind of want to see. I want to see Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs win back-to-back yeah. Super Bowls, and I want to see Tom Brady come across the field, shake Patrick Mahomes' hand, and it'd be like sort of a passing of the torch kind of thing where it's like, you're the real deal. It's your league now. And I'm not saying that'd be like Tom Brady's last game. Yeah, or anything. He'll, he'll, he's, it's not a passing of the torch where it's like, okay, I lost this Super Bowl to a young rookie. I'm out of here. I'm retiring. No, no, no. I think it's more of a passing of the torch. Like you're the real deal. Welcome to the league. I think you're going to, I think you're going to carry this league from now on. Yeah. So, yeah. So, what I just had a a nerd thought okay. that uh, crossed my mind. You know the comparisons to the New England Patriots. So I'm I I've I've seen every Star Wars movie that's out mm-hmm. from the original three to the last the prequels until this one or till the last three. This reminds me, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I just think it's funny. It reminds me of, I'm thinking Tom Brady is Darth Vader, uh-huh. and Bill Belichick is Obi Wan Kenobi, <laughs> and it's like when Tom went to the Buccaneers, it was like that scene. I think it was the last move or the last, uh, the last of the first three, where you know, Obi chops off Brady's or. Uh, Anakin's arms, yeah, and lets him burn in the fire, and they resurrect him. I think him going to Tampa Bay <laughs> is, is Darth Vader is resurrecting. Yes, and then, but like, so that's that's my nerd thought. Okay, and I I think it's like you know if he wins, then it's like oh I've I've beaten my master. Yeah. Yeah, it's, and if it's, he lo- it's that scene from A New Hope. The last time you saw me, I was the. I was the learner. Now I am the master. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Uh, yeah, I'm a I'm a Star Wars guy too. <laughs> so, but that was my nerd thought. But I do agree. I do agree with you on uh, on uh, the passing of the torch thing. It's like if Tom Brady loses, you know, here re- respect from suppose it one goat to another. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, but I I'd like to see that too if he happens to lose. To uh, to Patrick. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, the only kryptonite Tom Brady's faced in his... No, there's two, actually. There's two kryptonites to Tom Brady. You had two Super Bowls against the New York Giants and Eli Manning. Yeah. And then you have Nick Foles and the Philadelphia Eagles. I forgot about that. And uh, so he's got two kryptonites. Is there a third? That's the thing. So are we talking about if Tom Brady is let's say let's say let's throw this into <laughs> Come a, on, no, another do, nerd let's do nerd it. thing. Let's do so, it. So if Tom Brady loses to this one, not not Kryptonite, mm. but the stones from the Avengers. So how many more Super Bowls does he, Tom Brady have to lose to collect the stones? 
I oh, forget. Oh, okay. Uh, from so, the, the, the well, he's already, well, he's already got six. There's six Infinity Stones. So, so he's lost... Well, so if he's, he's lost three, but he still has one six... Yeah. He still has all six. No, I'm talking if he loses. The, oh, the oh, Kryptonite. The oh, okay. Kryptonite. So he's lost three Super Bowls. So yeah. he needs to play in three more Super Bowls to lose... And lose. Oh, okay. And then, if he plays in another Super Bowl, he'd be like, snap of the finger, and wins the Super Bowl. And it's like, <laughs> okay. I'm sorry, guys. It's okay. it's- I'm, I'm trying to picture it, and if you, if the listeners are having a hard time picturing it, don't worry about it. I'm here, I'm sitting here going, wait, what? I don't think the you're Infinity ma- Stones. I, I know the Infinity Stones, but I, I think your Is- math is off. So he let's needs... let's move on. Oh, yeah, let's yeah, just yeah, yeah. move on. Okay, so <laughs> let's just move on. Okay, last thing about this, and that Chiefs win the Super Chiefs Bowl. Chiefs win. What's the score? Score. <sighs> like if you like if you had to put money down, like Chiefs win. This is the score. This is why I never gamble. But <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say. I want to say probably forty. We'll go. 40 to 33 Chiefs because Chiefs are gunslingers. Mm-hmm. You know, Patrick Mahomes does the flippies with the ball and whatnot. Turns. He likes to get out of the pocket. Yeah, a lot. turns crap into pure magic. So uh, that's that's my my pick. 40 to 33. Okay. All right, Charlie. I'm gonna throw it on you since okay, you. Okay, that's fine. I I'm like I said. I haven't watched I haven't watched a Super Bowl in a very long time. I can't remember the last. Okay, I can remember the last one, and it was a nightmare. It was the Atlanta Falcons, New England Patriots. <laughs> Super I remember. Bowl. Oh God, I, I remember. I went out to B Dubs with some friends, and I watched that Super Bowl. Um, and they all left me at like. The start of the third quarter, they all left, and because they were all like, "It's over." Falcons got it. They got it, and they all started leaving around the third quarter or whatever. And the waitress comes up to me and was like, "Anything else I can get for you?" And I was like, "You know what? I'll, I'll have another beer. I'm not. I'm not leaving yet." Yeah. I I was one of those like, if Atlanta scores one more time, I will cash out. I'm gone congrats or whatever but i'm just sitting there watching the train wreck happen all by myself at my table when i had like six friends around me and they all took off and i'm the only one left and i'm going what the heck is happening here so that was my last super bowl but knowing tom brady and knowing how good he is oh my gosh i i want it i deep down want it to be the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes that win, I think it's going to be closer, and I think it's going to be a lower score. Okay. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be like. Twenty nine, twenty four. Okay. I I I see it. I mean, you got two high power offensive quarterbacks. And that one is the future, one is the legend, and that, and I'm just thinking, this is the biggest game of the whole season. You guys had to survive COVID procedures, you had to do all this stuff to get here, and I'm just thinking, it's not going to be as big as, like, 
people are imagining it yeah. to be. So that's why I'm thinking it's going to be lower score. Defenses are going to work their tail off, but when teams do score, it's going to make it count, or the defenses will make those stops count. So going going to that Super Bowl story. Okay, I I know I remember where I was. I was at um Beefo Brady's in Newport mm-hmm. with Ryan and a couple other friends. Oh, you weren't that far away from me. Wasn't that far? I think I, te- I actually I, I was, think I, texted I was at B Dubs in Newport. So I was with my buddy Ryan and a few of his friends, mm-hmm. and one of his friends, Puck, we call Puck. Mm-hmm. He uh he was a Falcons fan. Mm-hmm. So he's sitting there, you know, like you're saying, we're watching the game. He's like, oh, yeah, you know, woo, all that jazz. You know, I really didn't care because I knew what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. So I just threw my Bengals, my uh, Bengals jersey on. I was like, I don't have a dog in this fight. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I'm just here to drink beer and eat. So we're sitting there watching it, and he's... Like you said, the third quarter rolls around and you use the train wreck starting to roll. He's going, I knew it, son of a bitch. I can, my team can't win shit, blah, 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 all this other stuff. And I was just like, wow. I'm like, dude, I'm, 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 I'm in shock. And just like, when, when, they t- when Tom Brady and the Patriots tied it yeah. to force OT, that's when I left. I was like, I'm not sitting here for this. No. I mean, and plus, I'm like the only shy, like, rooting for the Falcons guy yeah. in the place. Because everybody else in the in B-dubs is a Patriots fan. Of course. Of and course. I, so every time the Patriots score, it's like, woo, yeah. And I'm just sitting at the table by myself going, oh, man, I would say something, but I'm all by myself. <laughs> so, all right. Yeah. I don't, that, uh Yeah. I know last year's Super Bowl, I think I fell asleep and I missed the comeback from Patrick McCombs. I know the past two Super Bowls, I fell asleep watching them. So if that tells you anything. Now, now I think, wasn't it two years ago? Not not last year, but two years ago. Wasn't it Patriots and Eagles? No, it was Patriots and Rams. Rams. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I can't, then maybe it was, then it was three years ago. Because I remember... Uh, what was it? Our um, one of our coworkers in the back, uh, he didn't think Nick Foles sounded like a Super Bowl. Cha- wasn't the name of a Super Bowl champion. And I went up to him on that Monday. We came into work after the Super Bowl and yeah. was like, "How does Nick Foles Super Bowl champion sound now?" MVP <laughs> and MVP too. He was like, "I didn't see it happening." <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is what it is. It is what it is. Football's crazy, man. But all right. So that was our Super Bowl thing. Next segment, we are going to talk about uh, college basketball for a little bit. Okay. And that uh, to start off, we are UK fans. Yes, we are. And I'm sure there are a lot of people who not only live in this state, yeah, but also people around the college basketball world. That are that are just loving what they're seeing with this this year's UK team. Yeah, exactly. And that so the big question is, what the hell is going on with Kentucky basketball? They are now at a record of five and ten. Um, they won last Saturday. Yeah. Um, and then they lost a close one on Tuesday to Alabama. To Alabama. And Alabama, if I could check my notes real quick, is number nine 
in the top 25. Yep. If they could have beaten Alabama, I, I think there would be a little more hope for some of us Kentucky yeah. fans. Like, okay, we can win the tough games. We can beat some of these tough teams. But what do you think it is this year? Because I've written, I've written down, like, all these questions in my notes for this episode. Like, yeah. can Coach Calipari turn it around? Uh, can teams like UK – um, and other big powerhouses who will eventually cover uh, blame this season on COVID. Uh, or, this was a big one, I didn't think of this, uh, was assistant coach Kenny Payne yeah. for Kentucky. He left last year, I think it was August last year, he left and took an assistant coaching position for the New York Knicks. And so, uh, do you think he was a critical piece of player development? And and that's why maybe these got these all stars are not meshing well or not I guess not playing to this a certain well, caliber. I, my thing is I do think COVID's playing a part in this because it's the practice time is getting cut down more I believe, and it's you know I think I think the players like even with Duke and North Carolina. I think it's the mental the the mental aspect of it too. It's mm-hmm. just like okay, we got hardly any fans in the stands mm-hmm. and we don't have that you don't have that home crowd. You don't have that energy, energy that you need to feed off of. That hype, yeah. Yeah, and I mean and I and I think that's another problem with it too. I mean, yes, Kentucky's got limited number of I believe limited number of fans that can come into the building and watch the game. I didn't know that. But uh, it's still you have to you have to have that atmosphere. I know a couple of UK games I've been to, or well, I've been, yeah, I've been to a couple of tournament games, mm-hmm. and then when they played Kentucky played up here at uh, which is now Heritage, uh, the Heritage Bank ba- Center. Bank Center, yeah. Um, you know they fed, and I mean those teams were good teams, and they fed off the energy. Oh yeah. You know. And I've been to a couple of UC basketball games where UC played. Mm-hmm. Feed, the teams feed off the energy. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, that's every team in college basketball. If you don't have that energy in the crowd, you can't feed off of it to get hyped for the game. Mm-hmm. Maybe it'd be a different story if COVID wasn't around. Who knows? I was about to say, if but COVID, I think COVID is playing a lot. I mean, COVID is a thing that is not just affecting college basketball. It's affecting every sport. Yeah. And every sport and every league have their own protocols and everything. But um, I, I think that is probably one of the major reasons because everybody's like trying to rethink, like, how can we still play but not have fans, not have this, not have that? And just try and work around it because, I mean, we all want to move past this COVID thing at some yeah. point. But it's also a matter of how can we still make it healthy enough to where the players can play and people still have a distraction from what's going on in the rest of the world. Because not everybody wants to keep on going on social media and talk politics and COVID and everything. They want sports. We want sports, and and we're thankful that they have come back to some degree. But I do believe COVID is is part of the problem. But... Do you, I, I also think, do you think Coach Cal is, do you think Coach Cal is losing his grip? I, I don't think he's losing it. I think he goes out there and he tries to get these kids fired up. I mean, you know, uh, I, now, from the from the games that I have, that I have watched, mm-hmm. 
I mean, I haven't watched a lot of UK games this year because we've been doing this, and when they're on like on Tuesdays or Wednesdays, it's there's I'm tired from work. Yeah. So it's just like, oh, I can't even I can't even get up for a UK game. I haven't been I haven't been excited for a UK game since last last year. Yeah. You know before before the crash. shit hit the fan. Yeah. yeah. So it's just. I don't know. It's, I don't think Coach Cal is, is, is. I don't think he's to blame for this. Okay. I think he's trying. Like I said, with with everything that's going on in the world today. Yeah. He's trying to keep his guys with like Coach K and uh, Roy Roy Williams. Roy, yeah. yeah. From North Carolina, and then Coach Brandon from uh, UC, and then I can't think of the coach from Xavier, but. They're trying to keep their their kids like brain the brain their brain from not focusing on the social media stuff yeah and whatnot and you know and I'm not I think he's got a handle on it but from what I've seen from this team they don't want to play together though they don't want to it seems like they're not wanting to gel yeah because oh yeah um McDonald um like the McDonald's All Star or whatever and um this guy and mm. oh um uh, Obi Thompson, the player from Dayton that got drafted by the Knicks this past season played in Dayton at uh, UD. His brother plays on the Kentucky team. Huh. So it's like, oh my brother's this guy. And I think it's like it's an ego thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think they separate separated the egos. I think they just need to if they start playing as a team and just quit throwing shit shots up mm-hmm. and play hardcore defense like Kentucky's always been known to do mm-hmm. then I think they they can turn this around mm-hmm. but you well, know their game their game this I'm sorry their game okay. their game this today yeah. was canceled during the uh for covid yeah. precautions and whatnot but I, I I think to answer the question I think Coach K or Coach Cal, sorry, <laughs> Me- mental mental error. Woo! <laughs> but Coach Cal has has got this. He's got he's got it under control. He just needs to find a way to get these guys to gel. Mm-hmm. Well, you got a month left. We're we're about to enter February yeah. of twenty twenty one. Um. So you got about a month left of playing before March. So I mean, this month has got to be critical. Yeah. For for Kentucky or teams like Kentucky, where you're a big name, you're struggling. You need to figure something out to get in to the round to at least the round of sixty four. Right. Now, I mean, I'm not looking for Kentucky to turn this around and even with still ten losses, be like a number one or two seed. Yeah. Just, I, I'd like them to at least get in. Yeah. Um, at least have that opportunity, have that shot. I don't blame Coach Cal at all for anything that is going on. I do, th- especially with COVID, you can't control that. Exactly. What, what, what happens with COVID is COVID and you can't control it. Um, but I do think that when it comes to his... When it comes to these one and done kids that come in, they're that five star all star, yeah, and that, and they come into these into these schools. I think eventually it was going to catch up to uh, teams like Kentucky, where it's like 
eventually you're going to get a group of kids who just don't want to mesh or they want to rise above everybody else on the team. I thought that a couple of years ago when um, I think it was the year after Kentucky uh, went undefeated and and then eventually lost in the final four to Wisconsin. I think it was that next class of guys that came in and they were just like nobody was really meshing well, but yet they still played well. Yeah. And they still put up wins, but I mean, nothing to what's being compared to what's happening this season. I mean, they were still putting up losses and wins, but nothing this bad. So I feel like eventually something like that one and done thing is going to come back and bite you, especially depending on the players who come into your program. Yeah. Now coach Cal, he's got a job for life at Kentucky. I mean, it was a couple years ago where he signed like a another. He signed like a lifetime contract. He can leave whenever he wants. Yeah, he's not bound to anything. I mean, it's just like, hey, whenever you're ready, let us know and we can start the process. And that, but I mean, he's like an ambassador for the sport of basketball. He's he's like going to be coach of UK until something comes along or until he's tired of dealing with the drama or dealing with the kids or whatever, but it's his passion. So, I mean, I don't blame Cal at all. You have a month to turn it around. Is it possible? That's my question. Do you think it's possible that they could turn this around in a month to possibly get, let's say, let's say they get a number 10 or 11 seed. Do you think it's possible to turn around that much to get a 10 or 11 seed in the tournament? Not to be honest with you, not really. I see him. I see him being even lower, lower than that in the seating. I, just, I, I see him maybe thirteen, thirteen between thirteen and sixteen. I mean, wow, really? You, yeah, would, you would put him at a sixteen seed? I, I mean, I would. Or I don't even see him getting in the way. But they got, they got, get recouped from what from, from, from what's co- going on tonight. Yeah, from what's going on tonight. They need to get a fire lit underneath their ass and play, play straight ball. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, if it's a one point loss, okay, cool. But you got You got to turn around and come your turn your your uh, conference tourney. You got to play lights out. Oh yeah. Because if you if you don't show up for the SEC tournament. I was about to say, and the weaker and the lower seeded teams in the SEC tournament start sooner yeah. than the higher seeded teams. Exactly. And right now, I think Kentucky, going over to my next page of notes, Kentucky is seventh in the SEC right now. Yeah. So um, I mean they they need they need to turn it on. I mean mm-hmm. But yeah. but okay, so you're you're saying there's a slim chance of them turning it around, and if they did, you see them as somewhere in the thirteen to sixteen. Yeah. Okay. I'm 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 trying to be a little more hopeful than that. Well, I kind of I, I, I kind of want to be that one year where they got the number eight or nine seed and yeah. they went all the way to the finals. I want to be that hopeful, but I know it's that that's a long shot too. Yeah, I mean, you know, and you gotta you gotta look at like the other big name teams. You gotta look at the Dukes. You gotta look at the North Carolinas. You gotta look at I don't know what other team, like big name school, that it's like playing like garbage right now. But mm-hmm. you know, you gotta look at them big name schools to see where they're 
how they play in their conference tournament. I know you got Duke and North Carolina in the same conference. Mm-hmm. So whoever beats their brains out mm-hmm. in that conference, you know. But I, it's just from what I've seen from other you know interviews with Coach K, he's having a hard time with. Oh yeah, a hard time with this the COVID thing and mm-hmm. whatnot with it, his team teams. But to go back to the one and done thing real quick is I think the NCAA, mm-hmm. all sports, you know, like your your money, like the football, majority like football and basketball, mm-hmm. you know, and foot in college football, you cannot leave the school. Until your third, to like the third, your junior or senior year. Third year, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. So they need, they need, and the NBA has, and this is another reason why I don't like the NBA mm-hmm. because they don't want nothing to do with the, they want to get these kids out of school and it, like the big name kids mm-hmm. coming out of school. And they're not helping. They should sit down with the NCAA Mm. and be like, okay, this is what we want. We want three years max. You know, you can play all four years, Mm -hmm. but there's a max when you can come out of college. It's got to be three years. Mm -hmm. So, and and I think the one and done is really hurting hurting the game of college basketball. And it's just, it blows my freaking mind. That, you know, oh, one and done, off to the NBA we yeah. go. Yeah. And some of these guys that are leaving for the NBA will last maybe one or two years, three years at the most, and then they'll either go down to the G League or they'll be floating from team to team, mm. you know. Yeah. And it's just not good for the game. I mean, I think the first guy that was the one and done was John Wall, I think. I I could be wrong, mm-hmm. but but I think he was the first out of the he was, was drafted by the Bullets or well the Wizards. Now I keep getting them, but the Washington Wizards, and then this year he was traded to I think yeah traded traded to Houston for Russell Westbrook. Mm. So it's just you know. I think it should be a max. You think there should be some sort of there there it you you're saying that one and done should not exist. No, I don't think it should exist okay. at all. I mean, one one if you play 3 to 4 years in college, mm-hmm. you improve your game by 3 to 4 years. Mm-hmm. You know, you improve your shooting, your defense. Mhm. You know, well, w- whatever, and it's just like, I think it needs. I think the NCAA needs to sit. The NBA and the NCAA need to sit down and be like, listen, this is what we need to do mm-hmm. because our sport is turning into crap. Well, there's other factors towards that, but we're not going to get into. Yeah, that. Um, I agree. The one and done thing is a little. I think it hurts. I think it hurts both sports. I think it hurts both the college and it hurts uh, the NBA. Um, we can we can talk about that another time. But yeah. I I think it hurts. Um, but going from the Kentucky thing 
to the rest of college basketball. Got the top got the top twenty five college basketball rankings here in front of us. Um, we've had time to look over these before we started the show. Besides UK, Duke, North Carolina, pretty much those big three yeah. not being in this list, who are you surprised are in this list of the top 25 with a month to go before March? I'm surprised to see, to be honest with you, I'm surprised to see teams like Houston. Uh, well, Houston was good a couple years ago. Houston was like number three. A couple yeah. of years ago, and they beat uh, NKU in the first round. Uh, it was it was about two or three years ago uh, that Houston was like ranked number three, and they played Northern Kentucky in the first round. I had NKU for the upset, but they lost. <laughs> I don't remember that, but that's that's fine. Uh, I mean, you know, all all the teams I see here, I'm St. Louis. I'm kind of surprised. Yeah, that one shocks me. And uh, in Creighton or Creightonton or however. Creighton. Creight. Yeah, I mean, out of those, that's the biggest surprise. Gonzaga, you know. Gonzaga has always had a good team. So and so is so is Baylor. You know, the team, the pretty much the top, the top twenty-five is the uh, usual suspects. You mm-hmm. know, with the exception of Duke, North Carolina. Kentucky, uh, Kentucky, Florida. I don't even. I don't think I see no, Florida. No, Florida's not on there. Florida, Florida yeah. State is from the ACC. But other than that, you know, you don't see. You don't see. Um, he's, oh, there. I was about to say West Virginia's number eleven, and that. Um, I was about to say Huggy's still still going. Yeah, you can believe it. Um. I mean, yeah, there's some shocks in there. I, I think what I'm most shocked about of the top 25 is how, how well the Big Ten is doing. Because the Big Ten has, let's see here, one, two, uh, three, four, five, six. They got six teams yeah. in the top 25. And that Louisville is number 25. They're yeah. hanging on by a thread. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, um, but then you got our local teams here in the area where you have Xavier in the Big East. They're 10-2, and two, fifth in the conference. You have Cincinnati in the American. They're 3-7, 10th in conference. NKU, or Northern Kentucky, uh, in the Horizon League, 7-8, and 6th in conference. And we just mentioned Kentucky not too long ago, 5-10. and 10. Seventh in conference, yeah. so but Xavier and Cincinnati are usually usually big names too, and they're in the I think they're in the hunt towards the end of it, the it year. It depends on what they do in their conference. Yes. I mean the the conference tourney, and that's that's another thing that bugs me with, with UC is they play in these these crappy conferences. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. When they played in the Big East, that was. When the Big East was the Big East, you had Georgetown, Syracuse, Connecticut, all them guys in there. Mm-hmm. I think Notre Dame was in Notre Dame basketball was in the Big East too that year or those couple of years that UC was in there and Louisville, Louisville was in it. You know that that was they UC had to battle it out with them guys. Mm-hmm. The American Conference, I think Connecticut's the only. 
one from the big big east in there, and the rest of it's like uh, pretty much like lower D one schools, mm. which probably to be honest with you, I think you NKU could beat most of them. Mm. Yeah, on a good day. Yeah, on a good day. But um. But and then the SEC's that conference is always, always a battle. You have your few teams. It's like the SEC football. Yeah, you always you, have it, a few teams it, who are dom- dominates, and then the rest of the league is just trying to make it to a bowl game. Yeah, trying to tread water. Xavier in the Big East. I mean, they were in the A ten, Atlantic ten. They had a pretty good couple of years in the A-10, and then they moved. I think the year UC left the Big the Big East, Xavier joined the Big East after mm. that following season. Well, I was about to say, the Big East is now a conference for all the religious schools, like Villanova, Providence. I didn't Xavier. know Villanova was a religious school. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, Providence, Villanova, St. John's. Um, Xavier, schools like that, those uh, those guys are the Big East, and the American is kind of what's left of the A-10, and the, um, I think some teams from, um, what is it, Conference USA. Yeah. So, so, um, with those kinds of teams, like Villanova, Xavier, and them, Villanova is the only one that stands out right now in that, in that conference. Um, Hopefully Xavier can get back up there because Xavier a couple years ago they were number one, and uh, they only made it to the second round and lost. I can't yeah. remember who they lost to. I but, can't. But, but yeah, I mean the top twenty-five. Those are. The, I mean I really don't have a problem with it. No I mean, problems yet. No problems with yet. You know, because we generally when we talk, it's we're fighting over all what let's. Duke shouldn't be this high up in the ranking here. Uh, North Carolina should oh, be man, this high. When, when the brackets come out, it'll be a different story. So, yeah. But the... I, 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 I think just in, in general, like you said, with the whole sports thing, I think last year and this year with, again, the whole COVID thing, it just turned sports completely on its head. Yeah, and it's, they have to start thinking backup strategies. Yeah, and stuff. I mean, you can't have teams going three or four weeks not playing games, and then because that knows what well, well they're not playing, so yeah. But all right, that's uh, well. Before we end this segment, uh, as of right, we'll we'll just give everybody the top ten right now. Okay. Zaga, 1, 2, Baylor, 3, Villanova, 4, Michigan, 5, Texas, 6, Houston, 7, Iowa, 8, Virginia, 9, Alabama, and 10, Texas Tech. Out of those 10, uh, do you see, who, who do you think will be the number one seeds out of those top 10? Or do you think anybody... Well, I think... I think any, Anyone in those 10 will drop out of the running. I see, I see... Zaga being like probably number one overall. Probably. Um, and Baylor, I'm um, maybe another number one seed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm thinking I've seen both Alabama games that they played against Kentucky. They looked good, so I'm think I'm seeing them moving up. They're gonna 
they're on they're on pace to yeah. probably win the SEC or be a contender to win the SEC. Yeah. Okay. And them and um, Michigan. Okay. And may and maybe Iowa because Iowa looks de I mean they look decent hmm. from what I've seen from them. So I mean I'm gonna. I'm going to pick Zaga because it's Zaga. They always do good in the regular season. They just somehow run into a wall playing a real team in, yeah. the, in March Madness. I'm going to say Zaga, Villanova, Michigan, and Houston. No? Okay. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm calling those. Those are going to be my four. Four number ones? Yep. Okay. All right. Turn the page. Guys, this is a hockey podcast. I'm not going to say it again. We're going to talk about hockey. You should see it coming by now. All right. Well, I just finished the Bavarian. So, guys, bear with me. I'm cracking the shotgun wedding. I got to try this thing. Shotgun. Okay. Then I'm uh, I'm cracking the uh, cracking the Bavarian. So, all right. Well, here. Hopefully, we- I don't spill this one. Oh, wow. Good? In your opinion? I can definitely taste the vanilla bean in it. Yeah. I can definitely taste the vanilla. Ooh, I like this. Yeah, told you. <laughs> I'm an easy person to... to uh... Brown ale brown ale aged on vanilla beans. Yeah, you can totally taste the vanilla beans. Wow. So... Maybe there's a reason why they don't put the alcohol by volume because I was looking for that before I opened it. Yeah. I don't. I don't see it. Maybe there's a reason for that. Maybe. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's get into the hockey there, bub. All right, got guys. We have made it 18 days out of 116 of hockey, and that we still got a ways to go. Three weeks. And that we've only yeah we're only three weeks in, and that so as of right now, this is where the divisions stand. In the Central, we have Nashville, Columbus, Chicago, Dallas, Florida, defending champs, Tampa Bay, Detroit, and then Carolina. Uh, The one surprise in that one is Tampa. Yeah. You're defending cup champs. You re-signed a couple guys who helped you get there. You picked up some guys, and you're number six right now. Remember, guys, for... When it gets closer to May, they're going to be talking about the the brackets and the hub cities and everything. Um, it's top four in each division. Top four. It's top four. There is no, like, conference thing. There's no, like, east and west conference. It's top four in each division that okay. go. And that, but the central and east make the, uh, the eastern conference, and then you have the north, north and, and the west, west who make up the western, western. conference. So there is no wild card this year. Oh. And that, so you have to be in the top that four. That I did not know. Yeah, you have to be in the top four of your division this year if you want to make it. So if Tampa wants to be back-to-back, they got a couple spots to make up. So that was the Central. East, we have Washington, Boston, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, New Jersey, Buffalo, and then Islanders, and then the Rangers, uh, 7-8. and eight. To be honest, we said this before hockey season started, yeah, Washington, Boston, Philadelphia, and Pittsburgh; those are the top four right now. Um, that's who we said ooh, we're going to yeah, be the top it. four. Top four. You so know. no surprises there. I was thinking in a different order, but we we still have the, our top. Yeah, our top four. 
And we still have our top four, and we still have plenty of time to go. Uh, in the north, the Canada division, we have Toronto, Montreal, Winnipeg, Vancouver, Edmonton, Calgary, and Ottawa. As of right now, I am shocked by two in the Canada. Let me let me guess. Okay, go for it. Winnipeg and Vancouver. No. Duh. Winnipeg I had in my top four. Okay. I didn't have Montreal or Vancouver. Oh, okay. I, know. Uh, I got one out of the two. Yeah. So I Toronto I knew it was gonna be a big one. Winnipeg was gonna be another. I was kinda seeing Edmonton and Calgary in the other two spots yeah, that's of the four. Good. That's probably what I, or well, I don't remember what I said if we're at, I said anything about the north. Uh so that so again, we still have time. This is not nothing indefinite. So whatever happens happens, but as of right now, I knew Toronto and I knew Winnipeg would be up there. I'm wait I'm kind of waiting for Calgary and Edmonton to do something. Uh, and then finally, in the West, we have Vegas, St. Louis, Colorado, Los Angeles Kings, Anaheim Ducks, Minnesota Wild, San Jose, and Arizona. Um, the only one I'm surprised by is Los Angeles. See, I told you. I told. I don't think. I think when we did the. I think you did tell me this. I, I think uh, I said LA would probably be up in there. So, I think it was uh, when we were discussing the free agency, mm-hmm. when I was like, oh, I see, I see L.A. up there somewhere. I mean, I, Vegas, the only one I didn't see being in the top four of the division was Colorado, to be quite honest with you. Hmm. I would have figured it would have been Minnesota or San Jose. Oh, yeah. I, one, one of those two teams. Yeah, I actually think San Jose will eventually make it up there and probably take the Los Angeles spot. My my top four my top four would be Vegas, St. Louis, Colorado, San Jose, and that uh, now my my brother would definitely love it if Anaheim no, would, yeah. would get in Dan, there. Daniel. He he would actually watch the playoffs this year. <laughs> See, that's what I don't get about him. So sorry, buddy. We're gonna talk about you. Yeah, for a we're moment. gonna talk trash about you for a second, there, Dan. Sorry. So you and me. Yes. When Boston gets a, I know, I know. One year we did this when Boston. Boston get eliminated. We didn't say, oh, the hell with it. We, we yeah. turned it off. We, we stopped We, we didn't care anymore. Yeah. Yeah. But we we powered through it, even though that we were pissed off that Boston wasn't in the Stanley Cup. I think it was the year that was the Pens and Preds. Oh, yeah. Stand. I remember that year. I, <laughs> me and you, me and you stay. We follow, we follow... The we try and throw our hat into the next best horse to to get behind, and that or at least we try and find somebody who we think could could win it. it. Then if our favorite can't win it, we try and find who who can, and we just don't want it to be Pittsburgh. And, and to be quite honest with you, I think uh, I know last year when they did the hub thing, I listened to a couple of Boston games when they were like I think it was the. Uh, they played Washington, I think. Or, or no, it was Carolina. Carolina first was the first round. Yeah, the first round, and I listened. They had they went into freaking like a four or five overtime, and they had to play at eleven o'clock. So I listened to. Oh yes. I li- oh, and I'll be honest with that, you. That wasn't Bo- that wasn't Boston and Carolina, by the way. That was Columbus and Tampa. No. Oh. And that that went. 
four or something over times. Oh my gosh. But to be honest with you, this I knew or well, when Boston when Boston lost, I, I pulled I pulled a Daniel. I was like I was out. I was like Ugh. I was like I couldn't get I couldn't get up for you know Tampa Bay or I I, mm-hmm. I still I still kept my eye on it. Yeah. But I didn't why? You didn't you didn't get as passionate or you didn't devote as much time as yeah. you would if it was the Bruins. The Bru- I, the Bru- I get that. I don't think it would even matter if it was the Bruins. I mean, if it's just like I would have I would have watched, you know, the yeah. Stanley Cup, but it's just like I don't guess I'm going back to what I what I said with the with the fans being in the stands. It helps. I I think the fans not being there is definitely it's a like, factor. Yes, it's like try, any any sports that I watch, like baseball, this past season that I watched. Not to get off topic, but just the like baseball that I like this past season I watched. It's like no fans in the stand. It, it wasn't it wasn't the same energy. And the same thing, like I mentioned a few every podcast wrestling. I'm a wrestling fan. It's like. That's hard for me to watch. Oh yeah, with, with because those guys feed off the crowd reaction, the energy, and, yeah, and it's it's hard to watch. It's just like watching two grown guys or two grown females just fight and roll around and whatnot, it's just, and not have that background noise yeah. of cheers, booze, and everything. Yeah, that plays a that plays so, a part. Yes, but uh, but yeah, Dan, get back, get, get back, back to the yeah, uh, Dan, Daniel. If if uh, Anaheim doesn't make the playoffs, Daniel pieces pieces out. It's not just if they don't make it; it's if they lose. If they don't even make it to the Stanley Cup, he checks out. Yeah, and it's like, well, it was fun. See you guys. See you next year. And it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. We still got another two rounds to go here. I mean, yeah. just because your team is out doesn't mean it's over. And he's like, for him, it is. For him, if his team is out. Season's over. He packs it up. He goes, does his thing, and like if you try and send him anything hockey related during the playoffs, and Anaheim is not there, yeah, he will probably give you a thumbs up, but he won't say anything about it. He he won't he won't dive into it or try and like show any emotion or reaction yeah. other than like, oh yeah, that's cool or whatever. But yeah, it was, but like when we were watching the Pens and Preds game, I mean, we were rooting hard for the Preds. It was just like, oh, don't, I, don't remind me. But uh, yeah, it was. It's so hopefully, hopefully, everything. Fingers crossed. Next season, everything will be up on the up and up. We get fans and whatnot. Hopefully, and, yeah. And everything goes back to, back to. Something normal. that we know is normal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Something that we can at least say, eh, it looks normal enough. But, uh, okay. Those are, my, those are my thoughts on the divisions. Again, we're three weeks in. We've still got a lot of hockey to go. Guys, it's going to be February in two days. And the season doesn't end till May. I'm going to be the happiest. I'm going to be one of the happiest hockey fans. I can't believe it's already February. It will be almost February. Yeah, we survived the first month. Woohoo! Knock on wood, somebody. Knock on wood. Um, so. All right. Well, Mike, you have... Last week I did um, a Grinds My Gear segment. You have your own Grinds yes, My Gear yes. segment. So 
Mike, take it away. So, all right, people, listeners, fans of the show, casual listeners, there is a reason why we only talk about certain sports. Certain, yeah, certain sports. So I'm, I'm out there trying to get our show, you know, get get ears, yeah. get get listeners, get subscribers. You know, and I was taking an Uber home last week after our show, and I was talking to my Uber driver about about what our what? podcast. He goes, "Oh, do you do you talk about NASCAR? Do you talk about golf?" And nothing wrong, nothing wrong with NASCAR, nothing wrong with golf, nothing wrong with tennis, soccer, NBA, but we talk about. The college sports, we talk about hockey, we talk about baseball. That's what I'm passionate about, what Charlie's passionate about, you know, it's, and to our listeners, maybe that's what you're all passionate about. We'll talk about UFC here and there, we'll talk about wrestling here and there, but we're not going to divulge into the NBA, golf, NASCAR, soccer, any of that stuff. Yeah. You know, if you guys like that stuff, hey, cool. That's that's what you're passionate about. But me and Charlie didn't do this podcast to talk about golf or golf. To me, golf and tennis and NASCAR, I fall asleep. You know, I don't... But if you all like it, hey, cool. But it's just like... I'm trying to promote the show, and, and these guys, these people that I'm talking to, are like, oh, you you don't cover this, so I don't want to listen. Okay, that's your choice. Yeah. Don't listen to it. I mean, I'll find somebody who's passionate enough about hockey, yep. college basketball, college football, baseball, and the NFL. You know, I know, I know Charlie knows people that are passionate about it. I know people who are passionate about it, and that's just. That that it gets me. It's like, oh, you should talk about this. We talk about what we want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Opinions opinions are fine. You're allowed to get all give us feedback. Mm-hmm. You know, please try and leave a five star rating on Apple. <laughs> but you know, and and we would enjoy your feedback. But we're still we're still uh we're still trying to. I was about to say we're still trying to evolve. We're still trying to adapt. We're still trying to figure out how to do our podcast and how to structure them. So, I mean, this is a learning process for us, too. So, I mean, if you have any questions or anything, once we get, like, a web page or an email set up, be more than happy to email us your, you know... Questions. Questions or whatever. Opinions. Maybe we'll address them. Maybe one maybe one day we'll do a Q&A episode and be like, hey, what are your thoughts on this? And... and we can answer them on on here on on the podcast, um, and we'll go from there. But I mean, in terms of the tennis, used to be a fan of tennis uh, myself. Um, growing up, I I liked two or three guys. Yeah, I mean, and that, and I, I like... have not, and I have nothing against the uh, Serena Williams or the Williams sisters. Me personally, I always liked Venus over Serena. That's because she was the oldest. Well, I <laughs> and mean, I'm the, I, and I'm I the oldest sibling in my family, so see, and I don't, I really don't have a problem 
with tennis at all. I mean, I like Andre Agassi, Pete Sampras. Uh, oh, yeah, I remember them. Roger Federer and those guys. And then, like, on the girl side, I, I'm going to butcher these names, so I'm not <laughs> going to even say it. But the the Venus and Serena, I like. And then there's a couple uh, foreign women. Um, I, I know, I, I know I, who you're thinking of, and you're right. I would probably butcher the names, too. So, so I mean, Coco Golf, I, she's amazing talent you know i do watch the u.s open was one in new york i think yes the u.s open is in new york yeah i i do i do watch like towards the end of that and like i watch espn religiously and i don't know why (laughs) but you know i it's i'm not passionate about it as as i am about hockey or baseball or football Mm -hmm. and you know so that's that's it just a it bought it was kind of it's like the past couple of weeks we've been doing this and i'm like oh yeah listen oh what do you all talk about hockey baseball football and college sports oh you don't talk about you don't talk about the nba or nascar no well nba we won't go near with the 10 foot pole unless it is to make fun of them or it is to and that's and that's another thing that so i i know now now i know why I haven't watched the NBA in 12 years, and I was watching ESPN, and after after this, I'll be done, and I, <laughs> I'll set my piece. So, uh, I was watching ESPN last night couple and a couple nights ago, and they're showing NBA highlights. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, Lord. So, I see the Utah, Utah Jazz were playing somebody. Their uniforms are the most atrocious, god-awful thing that I've ever seen in my entire life. Hmm. If Correct me if I'm wrong. Utah is purple, like a light blue, they, and white. It, it used to be purple, blue, and white in the 90s. Because I used to have a Lamar Odom... Uh, he uh, played for the Jazz? Utah Jazz. Huh? Lamar Odom played for the Jazz. Yes, he did. Oh, I did not know that. Or not? So, wait. You mean listen, John listen. Stockton or Carl Malone? Carl Malone. Sorry, thank you. Whoa, where was I at? What is in this country boy shotgun wedding? Holy smokes! Um, yes, yeah, sorry, Carl Malone. I had a Carl Malone jersey uh, growing up. I had a Clippers Lamar Odom jersey. That's it. I had what? two. But go on. Yes, but, it, it so, was them. But I, they, the Jazz have been changing their colors so, for years. Now. I mean, oh, when I was watching the highlight, it was like a black, a solid black, orange, and a different, a different kind of color. I can't put my mind on it. Like a teal blue. No, it wasn't. It was no. There was no. It was, it was no blue in it at all. It was okay. like black, red. It was black. The unit, the jersey was black and it had like an orange, red, and like a yellow, like bold are you, stripes. Are you sure it was the Jazz? Honest because, to God, it was the. Because part of me is thinking Trailblazers right now. No, it was it was the Jazz. Believe me, because even the logo in the middle of the floor had the state of Utah. Ah. It wasn't a Jazz logo. It was Utah, and a few weeks later, if this was last night, a few weeks back. I saw the Miami Heat's jersey, mm-hmm. and it was like looked like somebody took a can, three different colors of a spray paint. It was like a light blue, p- 
pink and another color and just like spray painted the jersey. I'm like, I get that you're trying to to mix it up, mix it up and do like the city things or the city class, but stop. Yeah, NFL. And well, NHL jerseys I don't mind a little bit, or how they you know come out with the different jerseys. Th- those make sense. Mm, yeah, you know. But college football, I tell you, who's the worst team? And Charlie might freaking hate me for this. Okay. For saying this, but it's like every other week the Oregon Ducks have a different no! damn jersey. No. Stop. No. Oh. Three jerseys. Three three jerseys mm. should be should be. You're, oh my gosh. you're, the colors of your school. I can't believe you just went there. Oh and I'm sorry, gosh. and I know some people like, and you can rebuttal me. I'm going but this, to. But this, it drives me nuts. I'm, I, don't, I don't need to see 20 different jerseys out there. I know it's a marketing thing for the schools to make money and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But there are some schools that just have three Primary, your primary school colors. I get it. Yep. So, that's that's the grind. My, that's what's grinding my gears. Okay. But Charlie, rebuttal me on the. I, I'm going to rebuttal you, sir, because you attacked one of my football schools. I'm an <laughs> Oregon Ducks fan. That I know. Oh my gosh! I cannot believe but, you went there. Yes, oh, I did. I'm, oh gosh! You. Okay. <laughs> Here's what grinds my gears. <laughs> Welcome to part two. Um, okay, I did not fall in love with the Oregon Ducks because they were getting good or because of Marcus Mariota or anything like that. I was a Ducks fan way before that. I was a Ducks fan because I loved the jerseys, the colors, and the schemes that they continuously came up with. I loved it so much that I have a few Oregon Ducks stuff upstairs. To which, I will say, if you can't mess up something if you... If you keep going with different shades of the same color, if it's green, yellow, and white, do as you can go forest green. You could do green apple. You could do even I don't know, like uh, bright green or something, neon green or something. I mean, go as far along the green spectrum as you want. The same with the yellow. There's probably a sunset yellow. There's probably a bright yellow. There's probably a midnight yellow. I don't know, but still, go with it. So when you say there should only be three, I disagree. If you have a program like Oregon who is continually successful, you bring in millions in your football towards your football Noted. program alone. Not any other sport does that in Oregon except football. Noted that the Nike... The Nike Nike is like what three blocks away from Oregon. Well, I, and the, the Nike you and take the, advantage of the marketing that is near you. I mean, my gosh, where's if you are literally down the street from Nike, why wouldn't you partner with them and be like, we would love to get your concept art for? I mean. That and another thing about the Oregon loving the Oregon jerseys and everything is one, 
you get to do a different jersey every game. You have a you and you even have a theme night or something. I remember a couple of years ago they came when it was when they came out with the Batman versus Superman uh, well, uh, movie. The, the Ninja Duck, the all black. They did. They came out with a jersey style or theme where it was like black helmet, Batman gray, dark gray. And then black pants and and all that. And I call I, that I call that the ninja duck. And that and they call I don't I can't remember what they called it. I think they called it the Gotham duck or something like that. And I was like, that looks cool. Now, if you're gonna say that when Oregon wore the all white jerseys against um, Ohio State yeah. in the in the championship, I don't know how many years ago. That to me was a bad I shouldn't, idea. I shouldn't. I shouldn't. I, to be honest with you, I shouldn't have even said Oregon. But that was just the, like the first team that came to my mind that has like twenty thousand different jersey thing, jersey schemes. But it's just like I, I, I don't, I don't understand why you need all of it. And I'm not saying limit it to three, but I'm just, it's, ah, uh, there, it, it's. Overload, Sens- sensory overload. For some people, but for other people, we look at it and go, "Man, that's creative. That looks cool." I mean, there's some there's some jerseys that I've seen like, ah, uh, like the Dallas Stars jersey when they uh, the <laughs> winter the winter classic jerseys that the Dallas Stars wore. I didn't like them. It was all, like white with a big D in the middle. It was like, ugh. It wasn't all it was white. A, it was like a cream, like a cream white and gray pants or, or green pants. It wasn't all white. I just I didn't care for them, and I really didn't care for the Predators. I'm a Preds fan, but the the script writer, you know, the cursive writing and the big yellow bar across the thing, I was like, eh, I don't care. I'm I'm weird. I'm sorry, but I'm I admit it. I'm a weird guy, and just certain things irk me. Mm-hmm. You know. And I'm not a big fan of change. I get it. So, but that's that's what I'm not apologizing for saying. I, don't Oregon, don't apologize. Just be be prepared for the reaction. No, no. This, and this is and this is what I was telling you a couple of shows ago. Is like after this one of the shows, I was like, I think we're agreeing too much on stuff, you know? And it's just like we need that. It's not. We, this this we, isn't we first take. We this need is, to throw the bone in the middle of the room and fight over it. This isn't the first take or undisputed or anything. It's just we some some things. This is believe me when baseball season rolls around. Oh, we'll get into th- this. Will this is this is cake compared to what baseball uh, season. So, but all right, I'm done with the grind my gears thing because that was just a little. All right. Well, let me little, check. Uh, obnoxious i guess i would say but let me check the time here oh my gosh we're over an hour wow we were going to do another segment what dude we do this is our show i know we should do what we want to do i know so if we want to do our do you want to go for you want to try and go for another 20 minutes let's let's do another 20 minutes we'll probably go over but who cares all right guys welcome to a brand new segment that i have come up with for this show i came up with it last night um what I have shaking in my hand is a beer, a giant beer stein with a whole bunch of pieces of paper, and I wrote down stuff that we could talk about and share our opinions on. And this is just random sports stuff. And that there is one thing in here just about beer, but uh, and we because we like beer. And that, but and whiskey. 
You do. I like whiskey. So I don't, know. don't don't get me started. Um, <laughs> I, I think I've already got you started, sir. Right. Just so, pro- well, take that. It depends on what you pull out of here. But Mike is going to pull the very first opinion piece out of this thing, out of this beer stein, and we are going Hopefully to. Hopefully, I don't grab too because I got big meat hooks. And then okay, and we are going to talk about it. If you got so, if you got two, put one in. Okay. What does it say, sir? So. Our opinion here is, our opinion piece here is, uh, if if you were MLB commissioner for, yeah, if you were MLB commissioner for a day. Ooh, okay. So, we'll get rid M- of that guy. MLB commissioner for a day. Okay, so if you were MLB commissioner for a day, what would you do? Like, would you make any rule changes? Would you do anything... I think you know where I'm going to go with this. Okay, go for it. I'm, um, I'm if, I was, if I was a MLB commissioner for a day, yeah. I reinstate Peter Edward Rose. Mm. and Hit that one on the head. So that's what I would do if I was MLB commissioner for a day. To reinstate Pete Rose and so he can be in the Hall of Fame. The man deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Yes. He, unlike the people that juiced during the juice, the juice there, he did not do anything to enhance his numbers. He played the game with integrity. Yeah, he, he gambled. He broke one of the rules of baseball. You don't gamble or bet on your teams. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But he did not do anything to enhance his numbers or himself to enhance his numbers. So, like I said, if I was MLB commissioner, Pete Rose would be reinstated and he could be in the Hall of Fame. The writers or whoever could put him in the Hall of Fame. Because he deserves, out, out of anybody in the major leagues, that man deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. So okay, so that's that's what you would do. That, yeah, that's that, what is that the only thing you would tackle in a day? Is just that? I might add a couple more teams to the league. You would add? Okay, where? Um, well, I did read something. Um, Nashville, Justin Timberlake's trying to get a a baseball team in Nashville. Ooh. Nashville Stars. Okay. That, that's the name. That's the name. But I would probably, I would probably add uh, a team, say, maybe in Oklahoma, like near where the College World Series or Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. Add a team there. Uh, probably add a team in Indiana. You know, in Indianapolis. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. And probably two out west. Maybe uh, Portland and uh, Utah. Interesting. Okay. So, hmm. but yes, the I, I, I thought I met, said something to you about the the Nashville Stars. I could be, I probably did. No. But yeah. Because um, that just sounds like an awful name. <laughs> well, yeah, that does sound like an awful name, but... Yeah, he just okay. So yeah. you so you'd reinstate Pete Rose, 
and you would put about five or six teams into the league. Yeah. Okay. Um, <coughs> now, would you open the architecture for the for all of those stadiums to be different? Because because yeah. you and me we we watched we've watched podcasts we've we've heard the opinions of a certain retired baseball player Aubrey Huff yeah and the whole all these ballparks are different sizes and and everything so do you think they should keep that uniqueness so like, a, so if you so if you put a stadium in Indianapolis should. Or if you put a stadium in all those cities, yeah. should they be uniform or should the architecture all be different? To where it should be different. I mean, okay. you should have your own own uniqueness to your you know stadium. I mean, look at a we'll take we'll take two two stadiums for example. Audrey Audrey Huff played in San Francisco. Aubrey Aubrey. So I'm sorry. <laughs> Again, I butcher names. That's what I do. We take San Francisco. Yeah. And then you take Great American Ballpark. Mm-hmm. Great American, pitcher's nightmare, hitter friendly. You know, mm-hmm. mentions they they it, it it's a hitter's a hitter's ballpark. Mm-hmm. And then you go, you go out to San Francisco. Yeah, it's you have to probably carry a a freaking two by four with you so you can hit it out. Love out of right field, out of right field over that wall. I mean, yeah, there's guys that do it, but mm-hmm. you need you need like that extra oomph. Yeah, you know, not saying I think doing steroids is wrong, but you need that. own oh, you don't need something to enhance your performance. You just need you need something to enhance. You know, not to enhance, but you need something to. You need some sort of advantage. No, no, I'm. I don't know what the hell I'm saying. But the <laughs> ballpark itself is different. You got the Green Monster. You got the Green Monster in Boston, which you got to. What? How big is the Green Monster? Ah oh, man, it's harder than hell trying to hit a ball. It, for some people, some people make it look really freaking easy. I'm not gonna lie. It it doesn't look. It it doesn't look like some people have a problem trying to get it over that wall anymore. Yeah. But that's, you know, hmm. or you got, you got uh, Houston, Minute Maid Park. Yeah. They had to take out the, the hill in the outfield because it was uh, not, I guess, not safe or whatever. Mm. But, you know, you just need your own uniqueness to, to, the, to the stadiums. Hmm. I mean, okay. it'd, be, it'd be ridiculous. I know, I know when I was a little kid... Uh, I went to Pittsburgh, or I was going to Washington D.C. with my family, and we we stopped in Pittsburgh, uh, um, and we saw Three River Stadiums. I go, Mom, are we still in Cincinnati? Because I didn't know where <laughs> where was, you were at that like, time. Because yeah. Three Rivers look like Riverfront, only dirtier. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe that was because it was four o'clock in the morning and it was foggy, but. Three rivers look the same as uh, Riverfront, mm-hmm. and so did Philly's uh, Veteran Stadium. Yeah, it looked like looked like Riverfront, 
And I guess being because they also shared it with the Steelers, the Eagles, and the Bengals. So you had to have room to put, you know, have the football field laid out. Yeah. So, you know, but every every stadium has its own uniqueness. Like I said, I've only been to three major league stadiums. Riverfront, Great American, and Progressive Field in Cleveland. Okay. And Progressive has its uniqueness about it, too. Uh-huh. It's been, I don't know how many years, but that's... that's Okay. It has... So, I wouldn't... I leave it up to the architect to do what they would want to answer your question. So, Charlie... Okay, it, okay so, just real quick. Pete Rose and five or six teams in the league, that's yeah. it. That's it. Okay. Uh, Pete Rose definitely needs to be in the Hall of Fame for starters. Uh, so yeah, I to be honest with you, I'd like sign a piece of paper saying you're reinstated and you're in, regardless. Like no vote is necessary. You're okay. you're in, done. Uh, MLB executive order, whatever is like you're in. Good. Um, I would, I would, <laughs> I would probably mandate you get rid of uh, AstroTurf. <laughs> I don't think there's a stadium that has Escher turf really? anymore. I to be honest with you, I think it's all like that synthetic. Synthetic natural. Yeah, synthetic okay. natural. But I could be wrong. I think I think the Rutter where, where Toronto plays still Asher turf. Like okay. there again, could be wrong. Okay. But I think there. I I feel like you need to have some sort of natural grass, and I, yeah. I never was a fan of astroturf. Played on it myself. I'm not a fan of it. Hotter than hell uh, during the heat. Well, it's not just hot. It's it's rough. Like if you go to dive for a ball or something, I mean, yeah. it's rough on the skin and everything. It's like, man, I can't do that. Uh, it just. And then you're, I, I mean, you get like nat- nat- rug burns or you, something. Yeah, you get like these major rug burns on your arms and stuff. So it's like I can't do that. So that's why I'm like, okay, no new. So if you brought in five new, five or six new teams, I would probably tell the stadium architecture, hey, uh, or the groundskeeper, like, hey, if you're thinking astroturf, no, we are cutting that shit out. None of that. Um, I would probably also make the American League pitch pitcher hit. Really, I I would say if you're gonna if you're gonna make if if one league the pitcher has to hit and yeah. one doesn't, I'm trying to think which one has the advantage, which one has the disadvantage. I feel like the DH is the advantage. Yeah, and I'm like, well, what? Why don't you just put the DH in the National League? No, 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 no. no. I kind of like the pitcher hitting. Do it over here on the on the American well, that's, side. That's the thing. It's like with like last year where they just had the designated hitter for all the league. You know, I really did. I didn't care for it because there are some pitchers that can actually hit. I mean, when in college, there's pitchers that play different positions. For mm-hmm. instance, Michael Lorenzen, he played what I think he was an outfielder. In college, he said, college players did play different positions. I think what's happening is that the pitchers don't take, or some of the pitchers don't take batting practice, like starting pitching-wise. You know, if you're if you're a relief pitcher, you're getting taken out. You're put in somewhere in the lineup where you, you possibly won't be up to bat. Mm-hmm. So, 
I see why those guys don't take batting practice. But if you're a starting pitcher, hell yeah, you should be you should be taking batting practice with the rest of the team. Mm-hmm. You know, I know uh, Lorenzen, he hit bomb, like dropped some bombs. Um, I can't forget, forget the other Reds pitcher that did it uh, two years ago. But he, uh, shit, who was it? <laughs> I know it was Lorenzen and there was another Reds pitcher that hit home run or hit a few quite quite a few home runs for when he started pitching too. Mm. And then um Bronson Arroyo, he hit he had a, he had a solid bat in a, a few occasions. A few yeah, but he, it was like the two home runs I remember they they both came off the Cubs. <laughs> Back when they were bad. Yeah. Not not when they were trying to actually make a run for breaking the curse or anything. Yeah. Um. Oh man, my my list my list is pretty long, but yeah, I'd be like, okay, P. Rose is in the Hall of Fame, um, outlaw AstroTurf, um, make make pitchers in both leagues hit. So no DH. No DH. Um, you can pinch hit for them, like if you're in a tight situation or whatever, but you can't do it every inning because if you did it every inning, I would eventually catch on and be like, no, no, we're not doing that. Um, And then, uh, man, what was my last one? Uh, Oh, you got to speed up the game. You have got to speed up the game. These guys who get in these batter boxes or the pitchers on the mound, here's the thing. that's that to me is what takes so freaking long for these games is the batter has two minutes to step out, readjust his gloves, and he doesn't even swing the bat. It's like, okay, here's the deal. You get to step out once. Pitcher, you get to step off the mound once per batter. That's it. And that so batter, if you take strike one and you want to step out, that's it. That one step out is all you get because after that, you got to be ready to go for the next one. Pitcher, same thing. If you're not ready for the net, for your curveball after throwing that heater, then step off, come back, and then get ready for it. But that's it. You don't get to step off again because that because you're turning a baseball game. I, know, I understand. It's nine innings. It's a long game already. Yeah. But I read an article back like in college or something where the game's in the – uh, 60s and 70s were somewhere around like two and a half hours, and now we're watching a game that goes almost five and a half to six. It's like, no. Well, I think I think I don't think it's too much the pitcher stepping out. I do think the batters, the batters stepping out every time a pit or every time they take a pitch or whatever, stepping out to fiddle with their gloves or do whatever it is that they're doing. But I think it's like. You know, when, oh, we need to come out, the bench or the pitching coach comes out. You know, that's why they got the, the clock. I need the the, the countdown clock. Mm-hmm. I don't know what time or how long you have to get back and forth. But to your thing, drop that down maybe five seconds to where, like, because I see some of these, pitchy, see some of these pitching coaches and they're like, you know, whistling and lollygagging. Get your ass out there. Tell them what you need to tell them, and go back into the dugout. And or you're taking twenty minutes to freaking make a pitching change. Okay, 
called out in the bullpen, had the bullpen tell you when the guy's ready, go out, grab him, be like, you're coming out of the game, no ifs, ands, or buts, come out, bullpen comes in. Mm-hmm. So I think that's... what. What is the clock? Explain the clock to me, because I, I don't understand. There, there's, a, there's a clock that... Uh, start. I think it's 30, like a 30-second clock where it starts when the pitcher or the 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 pitching coach comes out mm-hmm. of the dugout to talk, you know, do the all that stuff. And then I think the clock there it still runs or it starts again and then it runs. So I could again could be wrong, but it you know, it goes it has like 2 minutes between and it goes in between two two it's like okay, commercial let's you know if the game's on TV mm-hmm. try to try to speed it up a little bit but I mean there's there's some days that you know I don't mind a long game I mean if I'm there at the ballpark well yeah. I mean if you're ready to make a day out of it and it's going to go like that kind of long then yeah I mean you, you have I'm, no problems with it but I feel like for I'm other not, fans I'm not, I'm not spending I'm not trying to spend Take a house loan out to buy beer at a bar. I don't drink. I don't drink. Thank you. You just reminded me of my la- of the other thing too. If I could regulate beer prices at ballparks, I would do it because it's just ridiculous the amount of money goes into a beer, let alone the food too. Yeah, it's like my gosh. I mean, if you had let let's say you're a dad and you wanted to take your wife and let's say your two kids to the game you're spending 200 300 bucks on tickets and food it's like my gosh and then and then that your kids are going well i want i want yeah you want want a bat you want i want a jersey i want a hat or something it's like man no way because i mean if you buy the stuff at the stadium it's even more expensive than if you bought it at like let's say down the street at one of the on-street vendors or something i mean the price the prices are that but to be honest with you, right now I could go for a nine dollar beer <laughs> just to be like, ah, you know. Well, just so you could be like, hey, I'm here at the ballpark. Exactly. I, I get that, but at the same time, it's it. At the same time, I don't think it should be that much to go to a baseball game. Uh, I don't think it should be that much to go to any kind of sporting event. To be honest with you. True. I mean, for a price of beer at a ballpark, I could probably get a six pack of Country Boy or a six pack. Of any Braxton beer I wanted, yeah, I could drink six of them compared to one beer, yeah, and it does the same damn thing. Well, I mean, even if you bought a nine dollar beer at the game, you still had to tip the guy. So, yeah. So, so if you gave him a ten, you had to be like, keep the change. He gets he keeps gets to keep that extra dollar. Yeah. And it's like that that doesn't make sense. Yeah. To me. I, that okay. That's that. You remind me. I would I would try to. Uh, Make it a reasonable mm-hmm. for a fam like a family to come to the game. It's know? not. I. I it's ridiculous. It's not affordable anymore. It really no. isn't. I mean, to be honest, you can't watch the game on TV because it takes so long. You. The only way you can enjoy a game is if you actually go. Yeah. Especially a baseball game. Well, that's the thing with me and hockey. Is like, I'll, don't get me wrong. I love hockey. Yeah. I just I can't sit and watch it on TV for so long. It's just like I gotta. I'm like I'm checking my phone. I'm fiddling around with something else or doing something. And the same way with with uh, 
baseball because it's like, oh, okay, well, we're going to make a pitching change, and then they go to a commercial, or they go uh, whatever. <laughs> and it's, it's, I mean, the only, I guess, the thing is, with baseball being as long, they, it's not, like, constantly going. There's yeah. like, oh, get hit, run, and then stop. Yeah, you got, like, two minutes until the next pitch. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, like, that, but, like, with hockey, football, and basketball, it's continuously going. It's, like, nonstop action. You know, there's no, okay, batter, but that's the game. I I understand that's the game. It's just, can we just try and speed it up a little bit? I'm not saying we have to go back to the two-and-a-half-hour games of the 50s and 60s or anything like that. I'm saying, can we just not make it six hours? Can we try and make it four, guys? Can can, Can we aim for four? I mean, if there's a hitting clinic going on and the score's like 13 to eight or something i mean you can't control that yeah, you, i'm not going to institute like some sort of hit rule or anything ten run rule ten run rule or anything like that i won't do that to be honest with you i think some teams deserve it it goes to show you how bad your pitchers are it's a wake-up call go for it so all right we done uh I think we're. I, I'm done. I I just shared you everything I wanted to do because I think baseball has just gotten out. Of, I think it's gotten so out of hand, and with that we are officially at an hour and a half. It's the longest episode we have done. We're breaking records, folks. Breaking yes, records. Yes, we are. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. It will be up shortly. Um, was it we we kind of don't have any uh, Twitter or hashtag or well, kind of I mean, follow- you, you want to try to let's, Instagram? Nah, let's not do it just yet. But uh, guys, we're signing off tonight. I'm Charlie. I'm Mike. Have a good night, guys. Good night.